0: I am back. I got so many messages from you guys wondering where I was and when the next episode was coming out. And I could not be more grateful for the amount of love from strangers, from families, from coworkers. Like, I love you guys so much, and I appreciate every single one of you. So, I've been working on this story for so long. This story, as a mom of three, just breaks me down and hurts my soul so bad. What this family did to their children, no one should ever, ever go through. These people had 13 children who they absolutely could not stand. It's heartbreaking, and I just want you guys to be prepared for this episode. This is, this is honestly heartbreaking. That is the only word that I can come up with in this very moment. This is the story of David and Louise Turpin. They are a mother and father who neglected, abused, and imprisoned their 13 children for years. And by years, I don't mean like one or two. Their oldest child was 29 years old. Like what? Oh my gosh, okay. So I'm gonna get into it before I have a cow. So Louise Turpin was born on May 24th, 1968. She was one of six and a daughter to a preacher. So today is Sunday, I went to church. I think the world of my pastor, I think he's the best. But when I think of his home life and how he is as a father and how his wife is, I picture this like perfect family, everything's great, there's no trauma, but her life was so far from perfect. So her sister spoke about their childhood. And these are some of the things that she had to say. So her sister claims that they lived in a highly abusive household. Their mother Phyllis would sell, sell, S-E-L-L, sell Louise and her sister to wealthy pedophiles that would abuse her on a regular basis. Now her sister recalls that a man slipped money in her hand while he was molesting her. And they would cry and they're like, mom, please don't send me back. This is terrible, we hate this. And Phyllis would justify her actions by telling them that she was doing this to clothe and feed them. Like, what? Like, these are your children who you're supposed to love and protect and you are basically doing nothing short of pimping them out. Oh my God, I, my heart just shatters for her. Now, in no way does this justify what she did to her kids, but this honestly, it does break my heart. So Louise's parents died in 2016 and she did not attend their funeral, which good on her, I would not as well. And after all those years, she did not forgive them for the abuse she suffered as a young child. In one of the articles I read her dad retired and wanted to go visit them. And she said, Nope, absolutely not. Like I want nothing to do with you. Like I have so much childhood trauma, like no thanks. Basically just cutting it off. So David, on the other hand, her husband had a fantastic upbringing and had a really, 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 really fantastic career. He studied computer engineering at Virginia Tech and then went on to work for Lockheed Martin and General Dynamics before he retired. So Lockheed Martin, there is a branch of that near me, and it is a really sought after defense company. Um, And I couldn't imagine anyone working for that company that would have such a secret life as this family does. So David and Louise, eloped at the age of 16 and 24. Shortly after they eloped, they started to have children. And as soon as they started to have children, the abuse began. And that abuse definitely did not go unnoticed. Their neighbors visiting could recall feces smeared all over the family home, along with beds with ropes attached to them on multiple rooms. Their house was one of those from the show hoarders. There was trash piled up all over the property. There was even a pile of dead cats and dogs in the back. Although there was multiple red flags of child neglect and abuse, the authorities were never notified. Like, can you imagine going to visit your friend And seeing a pile of dead cats and dogs, piles of trash and feces wiped all over the walls. The beds have ropes on them. And you are like, oh, yeah, that's completely normal. What is wrong with you? I literally have zero words. What is wrong with you, dude? Do you want to talk about it? This is terrible. Like, oh, my God i just, I am so unwell. I'm, um, these children, like my heart just bleeds for them. It wasn't until Jordan Turpin, at the age of 17, jumped out of their family window on January 14th, 2018 at 5.49 a.m. that she managed to call 911. The 911 call shows how sheltered she truly was. She stated that she doesn't leave the house much, so she doesn't know where her address is. She found her address on a piece of mail that she took from the house, and that was the only way that she knew what her home address was. The dispatcher asked her what street she was on, and she had no idea what a street was. When the dispatcher asked about her parents, Jordan stated that she doesn't know much about her mother, her exact words were, "She doesn't like us much." I'm on one day an emergency. Um, I just ran away from home. Do you know what street you're on? Um, no. Uh, I just ran away from home because i live in a family of 15. Okay. Can you hear me? And we have a booming parents. Did you hear that? Okay, how did they abuse you? Okay, they kid us, they throw us across, they like throw us across the room, they pull our hair, they, they yank out our hair. I have two, my two little sisters right now are chained up. The body cam footage shows a scared young girl who is trying to prove her case to the police officers pleading with them to save her from the house of horror. She told them that some of her siblings were currently handcuffed to their bed. Jordan knew she needed to show them proof of the abuse. So she proceeds to show them pictures of her siblings tied up. Jordan stated that her two youngest siblings are chained up in the bed because they ate their mom's food. The officer asked Jordan if she had. Taken any medication and Jordan didn't know what medicine was. She stated that they are so filthy and the last time that she was allowed to have a bath was almost a year ago. Okay. I just ran away from home. Okay. And I live in a family of 15. Okay. My two older sisters right now are changed up. They're changed up? Yes. Or they changed up at? On the bed. Now, when they're in trouble, allowed just time. to beat me. Okay. <laughs> they're chained up because they sold mama's soup. Uh huh. I'm sorry if I talk too much. Okay. I've never talked to anybody out there, so I don't. I've, I've never been alone with the so just this is very to talk. Okay. How did you. Did you learn something you left your house? No, hang Did so- you take oh, any medication? Sorry medication? Yeah, it's medication. Do you take pills? Do you take pills? Oh, I know that audio was not the best. So the deputy goes up to Jordan and asks her what's going on, and she said she ran away from home because her parents are abusive, and that her two younger siblings are tied up. But mom didn't do it to be mean. They did it because they stole mom's food at the end of that recording jordan said i'm sorry if i'm talking too much i've never talked to anyone before i've never been alone with anyone so jordan gets in the police car to head to the house and she also recalls that one of her brothers is also chained up so the police show up to the house and jordan is freaking out like if you look on the website there is the video, it's a YouTube video of this police cam video of, you know, the dispatch call for, like to 911, to the officer arriving. You can see Jordan, how small and frail and just confused and scared she is. And so the police show up to the house at dawn and they knock on the door and they state they're doing a welfare check they had to knock for two whole minutes before they came to the door. So in my mind, while I'm watching this video, I'm thinking that they are freaking out. They're running around, doing everything they can to like, you know, hide everything, you know, because there's cops at their door, they're terrified. So on the body cam footage, you see David and Louise open the door with the look of panic on their face. They are absolutely freaking terrified. They are breathing so heavy. They're like, oh my God, what, what are, what are these cops doing on my, my porch? Like you could just see like in their face and the cops could see it. I could see it watching the video it was wild they knew that this was the end so the police made entry into the house and they find a house filled with trash there was feces all over and walking around you can just see these pale thin children who look like they have been starving for months It is the saddest, saddest video. I will post it so you guys can watch this as well. I know you guys are crime obsessed like me and need to Google everything after this episode because I know I did. So Jennifer is the oldest child. She was 29 at the time. She recalls when she was in elementary school, no one wanted to be her friend. She got picked on a lot. She was called Skin and Bones. They said she smelled really bad. No one wanted to be her friend. So she went to the third grade and then her family took her out of school. And after that, not a single Turpin child would attend school. They actually created their own school where David Turpin was the president of the school. And mind you, they never did anything academic. They had such low IQs. They didn't know what medicine was, what a street was. They barely left the house. So this is just devastating for them because all they wanted to do was to learn when they left. It was the saddest, saddest thing. They would use the Bible to justify their abuse. Jennifer recalls being beat till she bled. They would go on to tell if they stole a piece of candy, they would get pushed down the stairs or other extremely uncalled for punishments. Jordan was six years old. Her parents left. They would drop off weekly groceries and they would just go on these long vacations and they would leave their kids out the house to fend for themselves. She recalls eating leaves, ice, ketchup, things like that to stay alive. I just can't imagine as a mom not caring about my child's well-being, like not even like the abuse part, but letting them starve, not feeding them, beating them if they took a piece of candy. They said that if they would eat any of their mom's food, that they would get beat. And it was just so heartbreaking that these kids were getting abused over the stupidest thing. And then for the parents to just leave the kids at the house and go on these long vacations and spend all this money in their closet was full, full of clean, nice, new clothes with tags still on them, there was a ton of toys that haven't been opened, and these kids weren't allowed to wear any of those clothes, play with any of the toys. They had on the same outfits for months and months and months. That's when they would put on those nice outfits, and then they would keep these outfits on for months. It was disgusting. Oh my gosh, so by 2018, the couple had resorted to chaining their children to the beds. So Jordan had shared a room with her two little sisters and she recalls them being chained to their bed for as long as four months. Are you kidding me? So this couple had 13 children who they could not stand at all, didn't want anything to do with them, would go on these week-long vacations to all these places, spend all this money on them, would buy all this clothes for the kids, all these toys. They weren't allowed to play with any of it. They would beat them and then they would chain them to the bed for four months. I'm talking like babies, like toddlers, kids that are in elementary school or should be in elementary school, I should say, because they didn't go to school. So I'm just, I'm actually heartbroken. Like so heartbroken that this happened to them. So Jordan was so scared that one of her younger siblings that was chained to the bed for this long was going to die. One of her sisters, who was 11 years old at the time, was so malnourished that her arm was the size, okay, the equivalent to a four and a half month old baby. Now I have a... 18-month-old sweet baby girl, Elena. I'm picturing her arm at 18 months, but a -a four-and-a-half-month-old baby, that circumference on an 11-year-old child, now I have a 12-year-old, that is so awful. And for neighbors and people to see these kids and not report it, nothing was done for 29 years is so heartbreaking. and I cannot stop saying that word, but that is literally the only word that I can come up with about this case that is even remotely usable. I don't know, like, it's just so sad. So Jordan stated that she has not been to the doctor in five years at this time, and she has never, ever been to a dentist. So after the cops went in, searched this house, you can see on the recordings that they're going through each house and letting the kids out. And there was a couple kids missing and they were trying to find these kids. And you can see in the video, they noticed that there is a room behind a bunch of boxes because the turpins were gonna be moving the very next day to Oklahoma. So there is a ton of boxes stacked up high. You could barely see this door to the room behind it. So the cops go behind the room and they're like, oh my God, these kids are freaking like, there's like a boy laying in the bed and he is chained to the bed and they cannot find the key anywhere. Like they are like looking everywhere and they go outside and they're like, Hey guys, like, where's the key? Like we need to unlock this child. Where's the key? And they go, well, the kids inside, they know where it's at. It's in the top drawer of our dresser. Like, are you kidding me? And then another one of the little kids, they walked in the room and the officers on the floor talking to them and he goes, where are the chains? It's okay. You can trust me. I'm here to help. Where Where is it at? And the little boy points to the closet and he goes over to the closet and picks up these heavy, heavy, heavy chains that this little boy was just tied up with and just released before the cops walked in. This video... Had me in absolute tears. Like like I'm talking like waterfall tears. One where you're like snotting. And it's just so freaking sad. And I look up to Jordan so much. For being so brave. And knowing that if she got caught. She was most likely going to die. But she risked it. To save her brothers and sisters. Like I look up to her so much. And she's such an inspiration to me. So... Within two hours of Jordan calling 911 to the cops seeing what they seen in the home, David and Louise were arrested. So they pled guilty to 14 felony charges in order to avoid going to trial on February 22nd, 2019. The charges included one count of torture and four counts of false imprisonment, six counts of cruelty to an adult dependent and three counts of willful child cruelty. Riverside County district attorney stated that this is among the worst, most aggravated child abuse case that I have ever seen or been involved in, in my entire career as a prosecutor. They end up agreeing to a plea deal. So the children did not have to testify, which, Thank God, because that is so much more trauma that the kids are going to have to overcome. Um, I, I know at this point when this article was written that the Turpins were looking at life in prison. Jack Osborne, an attorney who represented the Turpin children said, they're really not looking back now. They're looking forward, working on school, working on their health, working on learning and doing basic life skills. Since the trial, the younger children were placed in the foster care system. And as we all know, the foster care system isn't always the best place for the children. And their, sick, their situation did not improve, it stayed the same. The family that they were placed with was later charged with abuse. Jordan Turpin, the brave girl who saved all 12 of her siblings, has turned to TikTok to look for donations to help support them. Jordan stated she doesn't know where she would be if she never watched Justin Bieber. She realized that there was a whole different world out there, and she wanted to experience it. One of the days that Jordan was at the house, that phone that they had snuck. They looked on YouTube and Justin Bieber was on the front page, so they clicked on it. And she said that she was obsessed with Justin Bieber and that the way that these videos were, it showed a whole nother world. Parents who loved their kids, you know, teens that were able to go outside and experience the world. and they're stuck inside, they're not allowed to leave. So Jordan actually started posting videos to YouTube of her singing. And one of the users that seen this video noticed that Jordan was always inside and always in her bathroom, and they wanted to know why. And she's like, oh, well, um, we have to stay up at night so no one sees us. And we're not allowed to go outside. And this user was like, hey, like that's not normal. You should call the cops. And that was one of the first times Jordan realized that her situation at home was not normal. And she stated that Justin Bieber, he is the reason that she survived. She, he is the reason that she was brave enough to leave the home and go save her siblings now you can find jordan on tiktok i follow her on instagram i think she is an incredible person they did an interview with 2020 and jordan and jennifer were on there and they said something along the lines of they don't want to be remembered as the turpin children like in a negative way they want to be a positive influence for people around the world So with that being said, look them up on Instagram, on TikTok, and show your support. Let them know how brave they are and how much you admire their bravery and their courage. And you guys, if there's anyone out there who is going through a situation that is even remotely As awful as this, if if you are listening to this right now and you hear something and you're like, you know, like that sounds like my home life. This is exactly what I'm going through. I need you to know that none of this is normal. None of this is okay. And none of this is love. If your parents treat you this way, please call the cops. Please get help. Love you guys so much. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Crime Diaries Podcast. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye.